0: Good morning, good morning, Rabbi Otay. Welcome to Breakfast and the Class. Breakfast and the Class today is dedicated in loving memory and Leilu Nishmat Fred and Sherry Asulin, Alema Shalom, Yoshua Ben Behieh and Shulamit Ben Zerofen by their daughter, Barbara Kassin. Breakfast and the Class is dedicated also in loving memory Le'ilu, and Leilu Nishmat Esther Bat Victoria, Alea Shalom, sponsored by the Shui family. And as well, the week of cold brew is dedicated in loving memory to St. Mishai, Shalom, Nishmat, Shlomo ben Rivka, Allah Shalom, sponsored by his son Isaac Syed. And last but not least, breakfast in the class is sponsored today by myself, Rabbi Shlomo, and Chana Farhi. And family in honor of their first granddaughter. And in honor, thank you, thank you. And in honor of their daughter and son-in-law, Charna and Yoshua Cohen. le gadela le Torah, le ben Torah le ma'asim tovim, hodul adonai ki le olam hazdo. Uh, my friends, the parasha tells us a fascinating uh, line and it gives it to us in an interesting way as well so we learn perhaps a double lesson. The pasuk tells us uh, two times what seems to be a very similar, a very similar line, a very similar expression. So if you open up to chapter 12, verse 8, the Torah writes, but yeah, I take Misham Eharak Mekedem Lebet El. Avraham is traveling, um, and Hashem is promising him all sorts of berachot in the beginning of the parashah, Correct. And as Avraham travels from there, vayet uh, Ahulon, he plants his tent, Bet El, miyam v'haay Mekedem. But even Hashem is beach. He builds a mizbeach, launai to God. Vayikra b'shem Amunai, and he calls in the name of God. What does it mean, that Avram called in the name of God? Who did he call? Who did he call? Did he make a phone call, person to person, collect, Ghostbusters, right? What was it? He called in the name of God. This so is somewhat of an ambiguous terminology. But then if you turn to chapter 13, okay, so the very next chapter, chapter 13, uh, Pasuk uh, Dalit is it? And Avraham went to the mizbeach that he had made in the beginning. And Avraham called over there in the name of God. What is this calling in the name of God? So it's really interesting. If you look at Targum Unculus, if you look at Targum Yonatan ben Uziel, they both translate the word B'Shem and he called the name of God, Avraham B'Shem Adonai. And what does the word sali mean? Like we say, I'm going to Sali, we say in the Syrian community, what does that mean? To pray. Right? We say Salotehon Sali means to pray. So vayikrasha b'shem Amunai, or vayikra b'shem Amunai means, and Avraham prayed to God. Now it's interesting because Rashi says, on the Pasuk, the second time when it says that he called in the name of God. The P- Rashi translates it. He says, And Avraham had called there already. It means it doesn't mean and he prayed there. It means and Avraham had prayed there. Then Rashi says, But one could also understand it to mean, And Abraham called out in the name of Hashem now. And the Mephashim asking like, What? What is he going on about? Vayikra means, and he called. Usually it means in the future. It could mean in the past. Why would Rashi have to be going back? So the Siftei Chachamim, all the commentators are saying, well, he did it already. So why does it have to say again? And he called out in the name of Hashem. He'd already called that in the name of Hashem, which again, makes me so lost. I can't even describe, I can't even begin to describe to you. So I'm trying to understand what does this mean? And he prayed to Hashem, but he already prayed to Hashem. When he can't pray twice, Rashi has to, he has to explain that this is a, this is, this is that time that he called out before. What's happening over here? So I want to go back to the beginning and really um, try and understand this in a little bit of a different way. Because in the first instance, in chapter 12, you look at the Ibn Ezra, and the Ibn Ezra says as following, It was a prayer, like everybody else says, or, or, Kiryat bin Adam lavod Hashem. A calling out to people to serve in the name of God. So Avram was doing either of two things. He was either praying to God or he was calling out in the name of God. So what does that mean? we look to Ramban, and Ramban expands this even a little bit more. What does it mean he called out to God? Va'anachon. He was crying out in a great voice, screaming on the top of his lungs. In front of the altar, he was calling out God's name. Could you imagine Abraham sitting there by the mizbeach, screaming out? Elohim! Hashem! Right? Is that what was going on? Something like that, right? That's what it sounds like. Modia oto, he was letting people know about God and, his, and the fact that he uh, had godly control over libne adam. Now it's so interesting. The next line, so we with me? Ki Ur kazdim, because when Abraham was in Ur Kazdim, hayam he was also teaching vido avulishma, but no one wanted to hear. So Abraham is a person who's praying in the name of Hashem. And ultimately, he's teaching about the name of Hashem. Now, to me, this, this little chapter over here, this little word, it tells me something really magnificent. And I want to open this up together with you. And I'm sorry I had to lay down the technical foundations before we began. Abraham's calling out in the name of God, Abraham's teaching in the name of God, he's bringing people close to God's name, Amunai, was also simultaneously tefillah a prayer. We've learned this already. How did Avram get people to recognize God? What did he do? Did he make speeches? No, what did he do? He would feed them a meal. After they ate the meal, they would say thank you to Avraham Avinu. Avram would say, don't thank me. Thank the person who the food came from. Baruch <laughs> she'amar Thank the one that made the world. Thank the one that brought the rain. Thank the one that adds a seed that gets planted in the ground, disintegrate, and instead of becoming destroyed by the fact that it deteriorates, uh, the fact that it grows from that place of deterioration into something that provides sustenance. Are you with me? Abraham? his power... Of teaching of God came from Tifilah from a prayer, the the prayer of brichat amazon. So we have two interpretations: either prayer or teaching in the name of God. The way I see it, the pasuk is telling us that he did both, but it uses the same idea. So when Avram is calling out in the name of God, that Ramban says he literally sat in his beach, he brought the korban and he said, Amonai, you understand? He yelled at Hashem's name. But what was his tefillah for? His tefillah was instructive. It wasn't just to God. It was ensuring that all the people around him heard his prayer and followed also in his ways. And whereas Avram in the first instance was not able to convince the people of Ur-Kasdim, no one would listen. He would teach and teach and no one would show. Ve'ata, but now, kisheba. The Eretz Hazot, when he came to this land, <speaking in Hebrew> that he was promised, <speaking in Hebrew> that I will bless those who bless you. <speaking in Hebrew> his learning, his study, was in order to teach. <speaking in Hebrew> and to teach and to com- communicate with everyone the power of HaKadosh <speaking in Hebrew> Baruch Now, the Ramban continues and talks about what happens after that. But I want to share with you, why is it? that Abraham was unable to be able to have his prayer and his teaching of God penetrate the people of Ur-Kasdim. And over here, he was capable of teaching in a way where they were able to understand. Ramban suggests it's because he was blessed in this land. But I think that perhaps there's a little bit of another pshat, another understanding over here that I think is very powerful. Our rabbis tell us that Abraham had to pray two times. The first time he was praying, when he was in Ku'ur Kazdim, what was he praying to God about? He was praying about the fact that he'd been saved from Tzara. He'd been saved from the oven. He'd been saved from Nimrod. He was praying about the fact that he had a difficult life. And now he's (coughs) praying about Avarecha Mevarecha. He's praying about the fact that God has blessed them with so many blessings. My friends, one of the most central ideas about the teaching of Torah is that people relate to the joy of being a Jew and not to the misery and to the sacrifice of being a Jew. If you sit at home and you do the mitzvot and you do every single one of them and you show your children that you do not miss a beat but you're always miserable and it's ugh. Okay, we have to wash now. Gosh, guys, can't leave the table. We gotta do brikatamazon. If everything is a schlep and everything is a tsara, then the prayers that you utter in the name of God, Velo Avu, Shma Oto, no one wants to hear your prayer. No one wants to understand. I see in Rashi, Rashi says he came back now and he prayed again, but this time he was praying in thanks for all of the beachot that he had. Suddenly people want to listen to your speech. Suddenly people want to follow your prayer. They want to follow in your directions. It's almost like revisiting that same mezbeach to turn the page, to communicate in a different way, allows for the prayer that he utters to God to be something heard in a way where everyone wants to get on board. Everybody loves the joy of Judaism, but not everyone loves its sacrifices and its challenge. My friends, in Tefillah, there was an act of kiruv. In his prayer, there was an act of spreading the name of God. In Birkat Amazon, when he asked them to do Birkat Amazon, there was a teaching. He was calling out B'Nishem Amunah. In fact, the Midrash says something very beautiful. You know what it means, Vayikra B'Shem Amunai, and he called down the name of God? It uses it as a Lashon Hif'il, so to speak, Vayikare. He helped the name of God be present in the name, in the mouths of everybody else. He caused God's name to be called. Vayikra B'Shem Amunai. My friends, some people do it with Amazon. Some people do it with honest dealings in business. Person looks at you, not religious guy, not Jewish guy. They say, wow, I can't believe the integrity, the honesty that this person is illustrating. Their God, their religion is so special. You caused someone to say over God's name in a proper way, in a beautiful way. Everybody has their technique their root, their mitzvah, their ability to cause the name of God to be mentioned in this world. That the name of God should be shagur should be in the mouths of those around you. It might be Tifilah, it might be b'katamazon, it might be haknasat orchim. It might be visiting someone in the hospital. It might be uh, um, helping someone with a loan. It might be dancing at a wedding and bringing Simcha to a Hatan There are a million ways that a person can create the Kiddush Hashem of Vayikra B'Shem Amunai. What is your way? How do you bring Hashem's name into this world? What do you do? And I think that it's so interesting that there's, a, a, there's an allowance, so to speak, uh, that God, God gives. God allows... That the name of uh, HaKadosh Baruch Hu to be spread in this world, it can happen in a multiplicity of ways. And he leaves it to a person to decide what is strongest for him. What is the most powerful way for him or her to be able to communicate, to bring the name of Hashem into the world. My friends, I want to end maybe with one last concept of of this idea Of vayikra b'shem vayikra b'shem amunai. You know, yesterday I went to the hospital to visit my daughter, and it's not so simple to get in. You know, they'll allow, you know, my wife registered to be a doula, uh, you know, in order to get in, but for me, I'm not a doula, right? (laughs) I'm a doula. I'm not. uh, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not a doula, so how do, I can't go in. I'm not allowed to go in to visit my own daughter. But as a chaplain, as a rabbi, you actually are allowed to go into hospitals in, in the act of service of a rabbi or a chaplain. If someone would like to speak to a rabbi for prayers, or for, you know, for a refuash or for last rites, or in this case, first rites, you're allowed to go in, right? They just have to ask you to come in as a rabbi. So I'm there in the hallway, I'm walking towards down the room, and there's this woman, and she's cursing out the nursing staff like you can't believe, using all sorts of swear languages. How old are you? What do you know? You're only you're a little kid, you're 19 years old. I know everything that you know and more. You you guys are killing me. Just, she's in the, in the maternity ward, but she's cursing and cursing and you just see the nurses are so battered and they're as is they barely have you know they barely have any strength end of a long shift and this woman is just like pummeling them pummeling them now the security guard also held me at the door you know just to check what are you a rabbi da, 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 back and forth and she's upon in the wake of it she's apologizing 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 i said please don't apologize you're doing your job You're making sure that the laws and the rules of the hospital are up, uh, are upkept. You know, you're doing the right thing. You're protecting people by making sure that only those that are allowed to come in by the, you know, uh, you're doing the right. Don't ever apologize for doing your job, for doing the right job. And I'm just sitting there looking in this little scene, this little moment with my big kippah on my head, you know, Uh, and this woman has tears in her eyes, you know, she's Every person yells and screams and curses and argues. And and someone is standing there and saying, look, you know, you do your checking, you find out, you know, you want to Google me, see if I'm actually a rabbi, go for it, you know. Sometimes a person could be, Vayikra B'Shem Hashem, by doing nothing. What did I do in that moment so that you are able to make a Kiddush Hashem? Right Am, what do you do? I did nothing. I kept my mouth shut, and I waited another minute. How many times is the difference between calling out in the name of God or calling against the name of God, just keeping your mouth shut and not doing something or saying something? You know, it's such an important thing, this idea. You know, you're in the airport. And, uh, you know, and the, the, i had this many times. You're late to your flight because you're Sephardic. <laughs> and they call out. They're like, okay, is anyone here on the 12 o'clock flight to New York? So raise your hand. There's a line from here to Poughkeepsie, New York. Okay? I don't have to fly to New York. I could just get on the line to Poughkeepsie. Right? And all of a sudden, the, the flight at the, uh, what's it called? The security guard, what do they do? They're like, come right this way. So there you are walking right through the, all the non-Jewish people with your, you know, your, your uh, Jewish cap. And what is all of them saying? Oh, of course. Take the Jews right through to the front. <laughs> I don't know if they know how to say, but they're probably saying it in their own language. Right? It's amazing. So there were times when I would tell the the flight attendant, I would say, No, no, it's okay, we're gonna wait our turn. We're happy to wait our turn. If the flight gonna wait, you know, I try to make it obvious that it wasn't that I asked to jump the line, it wasn't that I think I'm better, it wasn't that I think I belong there. Raboutai, we have a name of Hashem to protect. Because the Pasuk says, Kishem, Hashem Nikra. Alecha, the name of God is called upon you. I never knew what this means until I went to Turkey. One time, I never didn't go there willingly. I like eating turkey, I don't like going there. I went to Turkey and I went to the shuk. Okay, we had to be there for one night on our way to Israel. So we went to the shuk in Turkey. I'm not wearing a kippah, I have a baseball cap on and a t shirt. Every guy in the shuk, shalom, alechem. <laughs> You know, come here, they're using words in Hebrew, you know, zol. <laughs> Hebrew, they know the word for cheap. You know, they're like, zezol. zol, it's cheap. You know, they're calling you in. I'm like, how do they know? They, there's a terminology they call judar. You know what that is? When someone can tell, they can sense that you're Jewish. So a lot of times you think you're gonna, you're hiding it, no one realizes, you know, Hishem, Hashem Nikra Alecha. The name of Hashem is upon you. So you have to make sure that every one of your actions, even if it's not a physical, like Ramban says, screaming out, Amonai, Amonai, even if you're not yelling Hashem's name, it's present and His name is being said because of you. The question is, is it being said positively or is it being said negatively? All of that is part of a person's job in this world. And not only that, of all the mitzvot in the Torah, the Torah we are told that Kiddush Hashem is the strongest. Chilul Hashem is the most difficult to eradicate, and Kiddush Hashem, the opposite, is the strongest. So we learn already from Avraham Avinu, the importance of ensuring that what we say and how we say it is done in the right way. Baruch Olam. Amen Rabbi